The sermon text is the Gospel of St. Luke, chapter 9, verses 51 to 62. When the days were approaching for him to be taken up, Jesus was determined to go to Jerusalem. He sent messengers ahead of him. They went and entered a Samaritan village to make preparations for him. But the people did not welcome him because he was determined to go to Jerusalem. When his disciples James and John saw this, they said, Lord, do you want us to call down fire from heaven to consume them? But he turned and rebuked them. You don't know what kind of spirit is influencing you. For the Son of Man did not come to destroy people's souls, but to save them. Then they went to another village. As they went on the way, a man said to him, I will follow you wherever you go. Jesus said to him, Foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. He said to another man, Follow me. But he said, Lord, first let me go and bury my father. Jesus told him, Let the dead bury their own dead, but you go and proclaim the kingdom of God. Another man also said, I will follow you, Lord, but first let me say goodbye to those at my home. Jesus told him, No one who puts his hand to the plow and looks back is fit for the kingdom of God. The Gospel of our Lord. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. It's early springtime, and she looks out her window at the landscape of her backyard, and she promises herself that this year is going to be different. This year, the hedges over there are not going to get out of control. This year, the beds will not only remain free of weeds, but they will be full of beautiful, delicious vegetables, and the grass will stay low and tidy. This year, for the moment, at least, she is determined that things are going to be different in her backyard. Not only are things going to remain under control, but the whole place is going to be tight and pretty and productive. <coughs> Boy looks up at his dad and says, Dad, I want to learn how to play the drums. And right away, dad's mind just starts racing, as your mind would. All the noise that he's going to have to put up with, the daily practice, practice reminders to this kid, not to mention all the money that he's going to have to shell out for a drum set and for lessons. So the dad looks back out at his son and says, son, that's wonderful, but you know, it's really hard to learn to play the drums. It's not as easy as it looks, and this is going to cost me a lot of money. And the kid looks back up with, at him with those eyes and says, yeah, but yeah, I need it. I really want to learn the drums. And the dad thinks, well, I guess we're going to the music store. <laughs> For the moment, at least, this kid is determined that he's going to learn to play the drums. Her friend invites her to a Bible study at her church. And after she attends a few weeks, she decides she wants to learn more about Christ and Christianity. So she takes an introduction to the Bible course, and at the end of it, she asks to be baptized and confirmed in the Christian faith. On the day of her baptism, she stands next to the font in the church, and she promises that she is going to follow Jesus Christ faithfully. She is going to follow him faithfully for the rest of her life in this world, all the way into eternal life, no matter what. For the moment, 
She is determined to follow her Savior. On his way to Jerusalem, Jesus comes across a man who appears to be fully determined to follow the Savior. The man says, I will follow you wherever you go. That's quite a phrase, isn't it? Wherever you go. That's some serious determination. Wherever you go, hell or high water, I will go, I will go there too. Total determination. And then Jesus tells this man, who seems so committed to follow him, that if he does, it's going to mean that he's going to have to give up his worldly comforts and his worldly pleasures. Jesus said to him, Foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. We don't hear what the man's response is. All we hear is silence, which might tell us all we need to know about what happened to his determination once he found out that following Jesus was not going to be easy, that he was going to have to give up pleasures and comforts. So Jesus calls a second man to follow him. He said to another man, follow me. But he said, first let me go and bury my father. Now we don't know if this man's father is even dead yet. You know, it could be that he's asking for a one or two day delay to wait for a funeral, but he could also be asking for a one or two decade delay while he goes home and waits for his father to pass away. But either way, the answer that Jesus gives this man makes it clear that following Jesus with full determination means putting him even ahead of your family. Let the dead bury their own dead, but you go and proclaim the kingdom of God. See, Jesus tells the man, you have something that the rest of the people in your family do not. You have faith in me. You are spiritually alive. So you put me first, even ahead of your family. Total determination. And finally, Jesus speaks to a man who simply wants to go home to say goodbye to his family and friends before he follows Jesus. Now it's interesting that way back in the Old Testament, the prophet Elijah when his protege, Elisha, made this same request, Elijah granted him. But now Jesus says, no. No one who puts his hand to the plow and looks back is fit for the kingdom of God. So, what should we take away from these three quick exchanges that Jesus has with these men? Should we learn to forsake our elderly friends, our friends and family? Should we learn that Worldly comforts and pleasures are evil. Of course not. Now, the rest of Scripture makes it impossible to understand these words of Jesus Christ that way. What we should take away from these conversations that Jesus has with these three men is that following Jesus means you have to reprioritize things in your life. You have to rearrange things and put Jesus first, ahead of your comforts and your pleasures even ahead of your friends and family, even if necessary, ahead of your own life. So now, for a moment, let's go back to the chancellor of that church where the lady has promised that she was going to follow Jesus faithfully for the rest of her life. What is this going to look like practically in the everyday life of a Christian? Well, it means that when she sits down and sets her schedule for the week, the first thing she is going to do is carve out time for her Savior. To worship with her fellow Christians. To study his word privately and with her fellow Christians. 
set aside time for prayer to her Savior because he comes first. It means if she has a choice between doing what her human friends want her to do and what Jesus wants her to do, she is going to go with Jesus' commands and do what he wants her to do because he comes first. When Satan comes and tempts her, she is going to tell Satan in the name of Christ to shut up and shove off because her Savior Jesus comes first. When her own sinful nature inside of her pipes up and starts to remind her of how much more fun her life was, which is a half-truth at best, by the way, but it's going to tell her, your life was so much more fun and interesting before this Jesus came and took things over. She is going to cling to the spiritual joy and delight of knowing Jesus Christ, of knowing that her sins are forgiven and heaven belongs to her in Jesus. It means that when she sits down and makes the budget, she is going to take off the top a joyful and generous offering for the work of proclaiming Jesus' gospel because he comes first. And it means she's going to talk to people about Jesus, what he's done for her, what he's done for them, even if it means people roll their eyes at her and they don't want to talk to her anymore. She's going to do it anyway because Jesus comes first. Where in your life, when, does Jesus come anywhere but first? If we wanted to turn this into a confessional, I could stand up here until next Sunday and confess to you all the places in my life where my determination to follow Jesus has faded sometimes. And I condemn myself for my own failures in this first, but as your pastor, I am also called to condemn you for yours. Because what Jesus tells us today is following him means you have to rearrange things in your life. He comes first, ahead of pleasures, ahead of other people, ahead of yourself. And sometimes as Jesus followers, we just look at him and say, nah, I think I'll keep things in the order that they are. Thank you very much. So this is a total determination that none of Jesus' followers shows him perfectly. Which is why we thank God Almighty with all of our hearts that Jesus has shown it for us. When the days were approaching for Jesus to be taken up, he was determined to go to Jerusalem. Jesus knows what is coming to him in the near future. The time is coming for him to be taken up back to his Father's side to the glory of heaven. But before that happens, there is suffering coming to Jesus. And there's not just suffering, there's sadness, there's abandonment, the humiliation of a public execution. And now, during these days, Jesus has a choice to make. Who is going to come first? Himself? His own life? Or us? You and me? Well, Jerusalem was the place where all of those horrible things were going to happen to Jesus for us and for our salvation. And Jesus was determined to go to Jerusalem. So, us first. Our souls before anything else. Amazingly, Jesus is so determined to go to Jerusalem and save us from our sins that he actually does the prep work. He actually lays the groundwork for his own journey to Jerusalem to suffer and die for us. He sent messengers ahead of him. But the people did not welcome him because he was determined to go to Jerusalem. 
So, the Jewish people who lived down in Jerusalem and the Samaritans who live up here in the middle wedge of the country do not care for each other. In fact, hatred would probably be a more accurate word. So when the Samaritans, up here in the middle of the country, when they find out that Jesus' final destination is Jerusalem and the Jewish population that lives there, the Samaritans in this village refuse to help Jesus make his preparations to go there. Now you think about how crazy that is. Whether these Samaritans realize it or not, they are actually trying to impede the Son of God from going to Jerusalem and saving their own souls from their sin. From their sin. And for what? Because of their petty hatred for the Jewish people. For that, they are willing to throw up roadblocks to their own salvation. This is insane. It's like if you were sitting on a ticking time bomb and somebody came along and said, you've got to get off that bomb, it's going to explode and splatter you all over the place. And he said, ah, but I don't like that hat you're wearing. Who cares? Talk about focusing on the wrong things. It's insane. Now, we know Jesus is God. He's holy. But he's also a human being. You know, as a human being, it must have been awfully tempting for Jesus to say yes when two of his disciples asked him, Lord, do you want us to call down fire from heaven to consume them? So what is Jesus' answer going to be? It's going to be an answer that shows you just how determined he is to save human souls. Even the souls of these silly Samaritans who for small and spiteful reasons are trying to stop Jesus from getting to Jerusalem, even their souls, he is fully committed to saving. And you can hear it in his answer. You don't know what kind of spirit is influencing you. For the Son of Man did not come to destroy people's souls, but to save them. The resolve of Jesus is to save all human souls, even the souls of those Samaritans who are trying to stop him from getting it done. Now next comes a sentence that you could just fly right over. I don't think anybody's ever going to pick this to be their confirmation verse or anything like that, but it's a really, actually a really important sentence in the story. Then he went on to another village. See, that village wasn't going to help him, so he just goes to the next one. Because these preparations are going to be made. The journey to Jerusalem will be tracked. The suffering and death of the cross, the resurrection of, the East, of Easter, those things will happen. For the Son of Man did not come to destroy people's souls, but to save them. And he does it because salvation of our souls is his single-minded purpose. Now with that in mind, what level of determination am I going to show to follow Jesus the next time I sit down and map out the schedule of my week? What level of determination am I going to show when voices of temptation come at me either from inside, my own sinful nature, or outside? Am I going to do what my human friends want me to do? Or am I going to do what my divine friend, who became human to save my soul, what he wants me to do? Would I even let my own mother? Now for me, this is a rhetorical question only because my own mother would never take me away from Jesus. She's only led me to Jesus her whole life. But you know, there are some people in situations where they have to make this kind of decision. Would I even let my own mother block me from following Jesus? Would I let earthly pleasures, earthly comforts? What level of determination am I going to show? Because you know, 
It would be nice if that lady looking out in her backyard, it would be nice if she stuck with it this year and actually kept her yard looking nice. But if she doesn't, I mean, it's not the end of the world, right? If you're never included in the neighborhood garden tour, it's not the end of the world. And it would be really nice if that kid got his new drum set and practiced every day and turned himself into the next Buddy Rich. Wouldn't that be great? But you know, if he doesn't, he's just a kid. He'll find something else. He'll learn pickleball or whatever. He'll find some interest in life that he can pick up. There's so many places in life where it's good to be determined. It's nice to be determined. It makes life more fulfilling and more rewarding. But if you lose it sometimes, it's not that big of a deal. Following Jesus isn't like that. Determination to follow Jesus has eternity hanging in the balance. If you follow him faithfully to the end, there's eternal life. If you fall away, there is eternal death. So, more good news for us. As determined as the Son of God was to get to Jerusalem and do the work, saving our souls from sin, the Spirit of God is just as determined to save us. See, when we hear this good news of Jesus' love for us, this divine, this beautiful stubbornness that he showed to get to Jerusalem and save us from our sins, the Holy Spirit is working on our hearts. Every time we hear Jesus' gospel, the good news of his love for us, the Holy Spirit is working, always working on us. He worked on you in the waters of your baptism. He works on you every time you come to communion and receive your Savior's body and blood. With the gospel, the Spirit keeps working on us to grow our faith in Jesus and our determination to follow him fully. And all those three men that Jesus came across on the way to Jerusalem, their choice boiled down to something very simple. Am I going to put following Jesus first, or am I going to put something else ahead of him? And in the lives of Jesus' followers today, there are times every day where we have to make that same basic decision. What's going to come first to me right now? Jesus or something else? The next time you find yourself facing a decision like that, remember Jesus being turned away from that Samaritan village. And remember how he answered that question that his disciples asked. The Son of Man did not come to destroy people's souls, but to save them. And remember that then he kept going to the next village. And he kept going to the city of Jerusalem. And he went to the courts. And he kept going to the cross and the empty tomb, and to his Father's side in heaven, and he did it all for us, for the salvation of our souls. Remember his determination to save you, and when you do, ask the Spirit to grow yours to follow him. He will, and you will. Amen.